Hello there, Metalheads, and welcome to Metal Verbalizer Podcast. Today we have a special episode for you where you one is gonna interview Daniel Lucas of Thrasher Wolf. So lean back and enjoy. Yeah, and uh, obviously I'm uh, well dressed for today. Oh yeah, my man, nice one. Yeah, definitely. Dude, thanks so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Not a problem, man. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we could. Uh, Guess you could start by introducing yourself a little bit, and uh, in case if there's something else you would like to say before we properly start with the questions and so. Yeah, of course. Um, my name is Daniel Lucas, and I'm the frontman for the South London thrash band Thrashable. It's an absolute pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much. Uh, so I guess a uh, natural first question uh, is kind of what got you into this music, uh, both uh, thrash metal specifically. Uh, but also metal in general. Uh, I'd say the sort of like the gateway into metal for me was was my father, who um, was always like into I'd say like harder rock music. Uh, he was always in like bands like Thunder and um, bands like Skin and the Darkness. Um, and so when I was like in school, like you know, just waiting for it to open and stuff, and it was just like me in the playground. I was like listening to to like things from my my headphones and uh like enter sandman randomly came on and i remember thinking to myself fuck yeah this is some <laughs> good shit this is this is all right actually and so from there it just sort of like got heavier and heavier and um <clears throat> i think the first first thrash metal band like thrash thrash metal band i started yeah. properly listening to i think was testament uh, I remember like playing uh, playing Brutal Legend, and that was yeah. a sort of, mate fucking great game. That yeah, was a sort I of, agree. That was a sort of gateway game really into metal as well because uh, there were so many amazing songs. They had what like a hundred and like twelve really fucking good tracks on there. And um, I think the first proper thrash metal song I ever heard was More Than Meets the Eye, which uh, I will still remain to this day is my top testament track. Yeah. It's kind of cool because uh, I think we had kind of a similar uh, history there as well, kind of getting into the music from our father and so. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the next question would be kind of, what would you say is your main influences, both as a band, but also for you personally? I know that you mentioned a few bands on your band camp, but uh, could you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, of course. Um... I generally like to take a lot of influence from, uh, I'd say, a, a few different places. <clears throat> um, for instance, I'll, uh, I'll I'll look at some stuff from the Bay Area, maybe, and it's probably quite easy to imagine how much that influenced songs like the Vortex yeah. or uh, or the Pack. Um, but then you'll also hear quite a lot of influences from, uh, I'd say, the German thrash scene, like Destruction and Creator. Mm-hmm. Especially in the newer stuff that um, we're going to be doing this for the second album, uh, I like to pick, take a lot of old school, a lot of modern thrash as well. Uh, I like to use that as an influence to sort of splice it together to create something sort of fresh and I like to think unique, but not too unique that it doesn't feel warm and familiar to those who like that sort of uh, that sort of old school sound. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, can, I, I think I can understand how you mean, you know, kind of paying homage to that old style and those bands, but also kind of adding something new to it, kind yeah, of make absolutely. it interesting. So, uh, yeah, so uh, could you tell us a little bit on uh, how you started Thrasher Wolf? How come, come that become a band? And so, uh, well, I like thrash metal music and I always wanted to uh, like get a guitar to try and learn. Uh, my guitar. My dad's played guitar for about 40 years now. Uh, I think like 40, 50 years, something like that. Uh, and so I always looked up to him and I admired the way that he was playing because he was like proper, he was a rock, rock, really good like rock guitar player. Yeah. But he, he never took to the stage because he had like stage fright. Every single time he went up there, his like legs would turn to jelly and you know, I sort of say things. So I sort of went, you know what, I want to try and learn guitar and want to see what I can do. I didn't learn the classic way, I guess you could say, where everyone's sort of like listening to their favorite tracks and trying to trying to repeat what they hear. For me, it was more I started writing my own stuff as soon as I picked up that guitar for the first time. I mean, you won't hear any of the crap that I wrote when I first started because, because <laughs> trust me, it's not worth hearing. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of bits in there that I might introduce in some later tracks. Maybe this just to pay homage to the way I used to yeah. uh, used to write things. But, um, but yeah, since since I picked up that guitar and I started writing my own stuff, I realized, hey, I've actually got something like decent here. I've got some good songs. I want to be able to use them, and I don't want them to go to waste. Mm. And so when I was in college, I got a couple of mates around, and we were sort of like fooling around. And I sort of like realized, okay, I actually want to try and do something with this. So I kicked the mates out <laughs> and got some real musicians <laughs> in, uh, which... Um, uh, it's sort of like we then started Thrasher Wolf by that was the weird thing about the name as well. We were going through all these different different names and titles and what have you. And the bassist I had at the time suggested um he you know those random word generators. He put like a one word like a randomly ge- like generated band name thing. And he came up with hanging mammal. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. Not happening. So I was like What's the common denominator like between a few bands that actually do quite like quite well? So you got Power Wolf, Leather Wolf, Cry mm. Wolf. There's a like <laughs> Wolf is always in the title, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it, Thrasher Wolf. Let's do it, mm. and uh, sort of went on from there. Uh, I see, uh, because that would kind of be my next question, actually. Uh, that it kind of went into a little bit there uh, regarding the name, uh, kind of how that came to be, and uh, uh, kind of the whole wolf uh, theme of it all. Yeah, it's half more superstition, uh, really, because if you if I was to look at some of the bands that um, I quite adore, uh, Power Wolf being one, for example, yeah. like, you realise that that sort of wolf imagery is 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 there and it works. Um, so it it, it uh, sort of fit into that whole. We wanted to create quite a tight knit fan base as well, this sort of family atmosphere within in the pack. Yeah, there was a lot of good imagery to be had there as well. So we thought, you know what. Let's let's go for it. Yeah, I see. Uh, so, uh, how and where would you say that you uh, usually get inspiration for new music and new songs and so? Oh, good. There's a, a lot of places I can find inspiration in certain songs. Like, um, uh, I I could be watching the CD one day and just see a random show on. Like, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give people a little bit of insight into the second album here. Just a just a little bit, not enough. To run away with anything but but one of the songs we have on the second record is going to be called hanging house and i got that idea 
from watching a show called Most Haunted, which is this really over-the-top ghost hunting show. It's it's British. It's unbelievably stupid. They <laughs> go in there to find ghosts, and then as soon as a pebble is thrown or something, they all go running scared. It's like, what's the point of going in there to find ghosts? You're just going to run away when you find one. <laughs> it's stupid. But yeah, they were uh, uh, looking into this this like this abandoned like prison place in uh, I think Scotland around that way, and they had like a, a building specifically for taking people in, and specifically for hanging them. And I thought, fucking hell, that sounds brutal as fuck. I've got to <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, it's just little pieces like that. I could be listening to songs on my iPod. I can be listening to like you know radio. I can be like watching TV, and I'll I'll get a random idea and I just run with it. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of a cool uh, concept as well regarding like songwriting and so uh, kind of like you're saying that it can come from all kinds of places. Like just a completely random thing just kind of evolves into a whole idea uh, with yeah. a song and so. One of the parts I love about songwriting is it's beautiful. You're you you sit there and this this small small thing that you've got this concept is nurtured and it grows and it grows and it grows and it becomes something absolutely beautiful you get that small essence of understanding what it might be like to be a god just for like two seconds it's it's honestly beautiful yeah i see Uh, so something actually uh kind of interesting that i i noticed pretty quickly uh regarding we are revolution uh is the kind of abbreviation uh that you've used sometimes with like W-A-R uh, that kind of like spells out war. Uh, is that kind of an intentional thing? It was intentional. Uh, it was at first accidental. Uh, the song War, when I was originally writing it, uh, was actually going to be some sort of Man of War-esque Viking metal song. Uh, so I'm sort of glad I uh, I changed it to uh, what it is today. Uh, I just sort of went, okay, it's about war. What does war sort of like stand for? Kind of revolutionary, I guess. Wait a minute. I got it. And it just sort of like branched out from there. Yeah. It was a a lucky, lucky accident. Yeah, I see. And that's also uh, kind of a going into that idea as well. uh, That we spoke about earlier that like kind of, kind of ideas. And so, can come kind of out of nowhere and very randomly. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's um, it's a there's a melting pot of ideas out there that can come from anywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive creative medium. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of like what one little small random thing can uh, evolve and create so much. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so so you can I've kind of already mentioned it this a little bit, but. Uh, could you tell us a little bit uh, kind of more about A Thousand Eyes, uh, the kind of idea behind it and so? Uh, yeah, A Thousand Eyes was, uh, I think, the first out of 40 songs that I had written during uh, one of my, one of my, um, uh, my unemployed year. Uh, I thought, you know, well, fuck it, I'm going to use this time effectively, you know, efficiently. And so I sat there and I wrote, 40 different songs all in the space of like a year and uh, a thousand eyes sort of came to be conceptually uh from the uh sophie lancaster case 
this sort of idea that society is treating metalheads and alternative cultures in such a negative way. Um, it, it's a song about how, through our eyes, we sort of we feel society is looking at us. It's a, it's that and a massive middle finger to the rest of society because we as people don't deserve to be treated that way. We are all the alternative cultures are, are all beautiful in their own specific ways. Um, I don't we don't deserve any prejudice or discrimination. We deserve to be treated with respect. And uh, that's what a thousand eyes is about. It's about the thousands of eyes in society that are staring the um, alternative cultures down. Yeah, I see. And I th I think kind of the the idea behind a song like that is that, uh, for example, for us metalers, it's a very like kind of cool thing to uh, kind of unite around uh, a song like that. Exactly. That's the first thing I was thinking. Is yeah. we've got this sort of uh, loyal this this loyal fan base in the pack and. A thousand eyes is that that perfect uh, that song for togetherness, especially when you put the context of the song next to how it sounds. Uh, I, I think it's the perfect song for really pushing our musical direction as well as um, bringing our fan base together. Yeah, absolutely, and it's kind of like you're saying as well that uh, for kind of people in uh, metal and so they kind of feel uh, left out for whatever reason uh, by society, etc. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a really cool idea and a really cool song to kind of use as an anthem for people like that. Mm, I totally agree. I, I'd be over the moon if someone picked it up and used it as like a like a metal anthem of some kind. Yeah. So a question that seemed to differ between artists I've noticed, and you don't have to necessarily choose, but uh, uh, what would you generally say? Recording an album or playing live shows Ooh. <laughs> that is a question um i always find recording albums a lot more stressful because i'm a perfectionist and if something doesn't sound right to me i i sort of get a bit like ocd if you get what i mean <laughs> it's like i've had it before where like um like even now where i've sort of like i've done a solo in a in in the studio and I go back and I, I, li I listen to it and I'm thinking, that could be better, that could be better, that sounds like it sucks. I need to rewrite that part because I don't like it the way it goes into the next part. And I end up getting so OCD that I, I can't focus on anything else until I get into the next, the next session. So I, I'd have to say I prefer playing live, mainly because mainly you've, you've got the, the audience right there. You, like, you know, they're right there. You can reach out. Everyone's having an absolutely like brilliant time. You know the fucking merch is flying off the shelves, <laughs> and it it always makes my makes my night. It makes my day. I I go to work the next day feeling over the moon. Um, saying that, whenever you record a, a good song, like just like especially when we recorded a thousand eyes, I was absolutely over the moon when I heard the master when it came back. So. As you said, it's a it's a difficult question to answer. Yeah, it um, definitely is. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I might even go as far as to say as maybe combine the two and record a live album. <laughs> yeah, that's also an answer, of course. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, and something else that I've kind of been uh, fascinated by is uh, how a lot of bands on tour uh, is either like listening to fast, heavy 
stuff all the time and like even off stage as well that it's like thrash metal 24 7 but uh, others are like uh listening to music that is pretty much the exact opposite of that once they get off stage uh how would you say that that is for thrasher wolf uh we all quite uh, i'd say uh different sort of not different tastes in music but we have different sort of like mini directions that we go off in uh i've got quite a variety of stuff that i listen to like i i can listen to anything i've i've got fucking brutal death metal i've got slam metal i've got fucking uh, i've got power metal that sort of stuff i got i got i got dean martin <laughs> you know what i mean like i've, I've got yeah absolutely I've got, I've uh, got quite a quite a variety. So um, when I when I'm sort of off the stage, I, I don't really mind what I listen to as long as it sort of, you know makes me feel good. That's the most important part. Yeah, and I mean like uh, you mentioned power metal. Uh, I can imagine like stuff like for example uh, Power Wolf that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, absolutely, definite. Yeah, definitely uh, a great I'm, band. I'm a massive Sonata Arctica fan as well. They're just so, they're just something, they have so much variety. Tony Kako is an amazing, like, singer-songwriter. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic at what he does. It's, it's like every single Sonata song was designed to make you feel something. That it's just, it's just always got so much to it. That's why I adore Sonata Arctica, because they're just, they've got so much variety. Yeah. Givers, man, brilliant. Uh, would you say that uh, the kind of power metal uh, style like uh, Power Wolf, uh, for example, we talked about the kind of wolf image, but uh, we're talking about more like musically, uh, would you say that uh, you take a lot of inspiration from power metal kind of into the thrash metal sound for Thrasher Wolf as well? I'd say there's a couple of times where power metal has snuck its way in a little, a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't say power metal has played that bigger part in the sort of writing of my uh, my stuff. I do tend to sort of keep to the uh, the thrash angle. I would say the only time yeah. power metal really sneaks its way in is when I'm writing a ballad or something, just something to to break up the album. So it's not you know just com- complete thrash all the way through. There's something yeah. in it to break it up and make it different. Yeah, I think I think I see what you mean. Um... Uh, and uh, speaking about writing music uh, and so, uh, what would you usually say comes first when you write a song? Is it uh, either the instrumental part or is it usually the, the lyrics? Uh, it's a bit of both sometimes. I mean, uh, we spoke about Hanging House before. Uh, with Hanging House, it was uh, a series of lyrics. I then put riff to with, I'd say, the one I'm writing right now. I had one particular riff that I was thinking, oh, that sounds really cool. And I'm just building on that, building an entire like structure for a song and then I'll put lyrics over the top of it. So um, it, it differs. Yeah, it, it goes from song to song. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, each individual case. Yeah, I see. I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. <clears throat> uh, also, th- this might be a very difficult question to answer. Uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, but like, how do you know when a song is done? That is a toughie. Because 
I usually go via how I feel. Because as people who have listened to War know, there's a couple of quite long songs on there. Yeah. Uh, the title track being 11 and a half minutes long. Uh, I, it's literally 11 and a half minutes long because that's when I felt it was right to end it. Literally nothing more. Any shorter, it wouldn't have felt as good. So I, I just sort of write until I feel like, you know what, that needs to be stopped. Yeah, I see. Uh, it's kind of uh, like like you mentioned a bit. It's like uh, uh, songs like uh, the pack, for example, is uh, is uh, quite uh, relatively short on like uh, just above uh, two minutes, I believe. And uh, other songs like uh, Vortex, for example, that is, uh, I believe, like six and a half around yeah. there or something. Uh, yeah, so they exactly. differ a lot, uh, which is kind of why I really wanted to ask that question. It also, I think, has something to do with the way the influences sort of um, play a part in it. Because um, the pack is quite inspired by Slayer. Yeah. That sort of Rain and Blood era Slayer style. And most of their songs are quite short, so it might explain why the pack is uh, is a lot shorter than the rest of them. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess I could ask you, uh, uh, you mentioned a little bit uh, before uh, with the song and the upcoming album, uh, but uh, are there any plans in the near future that uh, you would like to talk about? Uh, we have quite a, a consortment of merch coming through soon a lot of new merch um some new patches that are on on their way from from ukraine strangely enough so uh, i don't know when they're going to come through they've got to get past the russian blockade first so uh, we'll see how that goes um i know we've got some uh new 3d printed gear coming soon that jack is now working on as well as new shirts and i think going to try and get some like two different brands of patches in as well so people have got a bit of a variety to pick from uh i'm just going to see if i can try maybe write another single to possibly do at the end of the year that's a maybe it depends what else we've got going on uh in terms of gigs we have a variety of gigs coming up the uh one of which I'm most excited about is the one where we're going to be supporting Raised by Owls at the Underworld in uh, Camden, London. That is going to be an immense show. Uh, it's going to be Secrium, Us, Tortured Demon, and of course Raised by Owls. Um, I've wanted to play the Underworld since I started, and I can't believe it's finally happening. It's it's actually amazing. Right? Yeah. The Underworld. The Underworld is so 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 prolific a venue especially like just not just in london but like everywhere Every, everyone knows about the underworld in camden it's a magnificent venue uh yeah. we've got the colville metal invasion coming up uh even like this time next week we'll be at the dev in camden performing with hounds um that's going to be an absolutely amazing one we've got so much coming up so i just urge people to uh keep an eye on the socials uh facebook and instagram and all that sort of stuff and you know just yeah, see which ones you can come to. Yeah, de definitely looking forward to all that, uh, like the new merch uh, and stuff like that. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. Nice, summer man. 
Uh, and uh, actually, another thing, uh, kind of speaking about uh, touring uh, and stuff like that, is that uh, last time I checked, around uh, uh, like 59% of our listeners are located in various places in Europe. Uh, are there any chance that Thrasher Wolf will play in other uh, countries in Europe uh, in the near future? It's one of our absolute goals to get out to Europe, to America, to the rest of the world, where it, you know where it's safe, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, like uh, we—it's one of our absolute goals to get to Europe, especially. There's a number of countries I want to play. Uh, Germany being one of them. I've always wanted to play play Germany because I know there's a lot of thrashers out there, um, and who are also members of the pack as well. Um, America, there's a lot of members of the pack in America as well. I want to see if I can get over there as well, but. Obviously, me like uh, money permitting. <laughs> you know I mean? I it's, uh, it's it's quite an expensive thing to um, to go touring around the world, but uh, it, as it's one of our goals, it's definitely something we'll be aiming to achieve. Absolutely, and uh, kind of like you were mentioning in Germany, uh, I guess that would kind of make sense because of, uh, for example, the creator that you mentioned earlier uh, oh, yeah. is a very big influence, and so and. Uh, that kind of scene in Germany with bands like that uh, feels like that would kind of work very well for Thrash Wolf. Oh yeah, definitely. I would I would adore to like anywhere that Creator has been. I'd love to just have been there just to say, look, I've been <laughs> there, and I, I've pl- like I played on the same stage Creator's played. Oh my god, this is amazing! You know that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I can imagine us doing a, a good show in Germany and managing to. Uh, get quite a lot of new members of the pack Uh, yeah so uh, I believe that that uh, was kind of everything that I had uh, to ask for now and uh, uh, basically the last question would be if uh, there's anything that you would like to add or something that you want to tell the people out there that uh, I didn't ask etc I think I can think of is anyone that's listening if they could Please give our socials a follow. Give our music a listen. We hope you enjoy it. We hope to see you at um, all of our different shows. We hope if you're not a member of the pack now that you will be a member of the pack after you've heard our stuff or you've seen us live. Please help support us by liking our social media pages, heading to our band camps and our merch stores, and buying some merch um, because it's really going to help us, especially when it comes to funding the second album because albums are expensive. Uh, yeah, so I would like to just end uh, and uh, thank you for your time and uh, for doing this interview with us. And we uh, dearly appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. It's finally, it's uh, really cool to like finally speak to you as well. Like I know we've been like talking, <laughs> like talking online and stuff, but it's, yeah. it's been awesome to meet you, man. It really has. Yeah, likewise. <laughs>